Hey there, I'm Bonnie Gallum, and in this week's episode of the Good Bones Real Estate Investing Podcast, I am so excited because I am sharing one of the things I know you guys love, love, love when I do, which is sharing the horror stories of when real estate investors land in some serious legal poo-poo. And I really want to set the record straight, though, before we dive in, that although these mistakes are expensive and, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, it is not your fault if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, shoot, I've made one of these mistakes too. The reality is, is that the real estate investing industry was not designed to provide you know, information about how to protect your wealth. It was designed to teach you how to create it in the first place. And even the legal industry, in many ways, was not designed to help real estate investors tackle the legal stuff. It was very much like, here's your LLC. Now I'll send you on your merry way until you, you know, get sued and then I'll happily take your, you know, big fat retainer money and handle the lawsuit, which, you know, frankly leaves a really huge gap around what like the day-to-day legal stuff that real estate investors do and where a lot of these issues have arisen. And so, like I said, this is not going to be a shame fest. Um, the industry frankly, was designed to leave a gap in legal education. It benefits the litigators out there to be able to clean up these messes. And so if you've done some of these things, it is okay. But once you know better, let's do better. All right. Welcome to the Good Bones Real Estate Investing Podcast, where building a thriving real estate investing business has less to do with subway tile and shiplap and everything to do with whether you've laid a solid foundation to support the life of your dreams. I'm your real estate lawyer turned legal educator host, Bonnie Galam. In my years building a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio, the most important lesson I've learned is that being a successful real estate investor isn't about secret strategies or ninja tactics. It's about doing the basic stuff right and staying laser focused. If you're an ambitious real estate investor or one in the making who's looking to build a real estate portfolio that's secure, streamlined, and creates a life you love, you're in the right place. Each week here on the show, you'll get clear, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you build your real estate business and some tough love along the way to make sure you're not building a house of cards. Let's get started. I'm going to share with you three really big mistakes I've seen investors make in just the past few weeks. I thought there was a great learning lesson from all of these because as you'll see, they all had LLCs and they all still ended up in really hot legal issues. So first off was this really costly situation around purchase agreements or the contracts that you would use to buy and sell real estate. And this one is particularly important if you are not using a form realtor contract or an attorney drafted contract uh, when you're buying properties, like you're sourcing properties off market and you're doing your own thing, you've got your own contract. Because it this story really, really demonstrates that getting things in writing is sometimes just not quite enough. And so this was a situation where a flipper had sourced a deal off market from a buyer heard the story a thousand times, right? The buyer signed the contract and a few weeks had gone by after they signed the contract. And during that time, the buyer talked with some friends and some family about the deal and eventually came to realize that she was in a bad deal. Like she was leaving a lot of money on the table. And she told the flipper she wanted out. And the flipper basically like laughed in her face and said, you're going to sell me this property. We've got a contract or I'll sue you and force you to sell me the property an illegal action that's known as specific performance. The flipper even hired a lawyer, sent her a demand letter, and when she didn't do it then, he even sent her an official complaint, like he actually sued her to sell him this house. However, it turns out that this flipper wasted a whole ton of money on lawyers because he was flat out wrong. Just because you have two 
signatures on a piece of paper does not mean you have a contract. Heard me right. Just because you got signatures doesn't mean you've got a contract. And I teach a lot more about this inside of Landlord Law School. But this guy did have a contract. And you may be asking yourself, how did that happen? Well, it's because he didn't follow the specific contract laws in our state to create an enforceable contract, particularly an enforceable contract for the sale of real estate. And one, frankly, one look at this contract should have told this guy's lawyer like that it, there was no enforceability here. He should have told this flipper, dude, you messed up, move on. Instead, the lawyer who frankly clearly didn't know what he was looking at took thousands of dollars of legal fees, shot off all sorts of nasty and flat out incorrect legal letters, and then eventually even a lawsuit that was, in my opinion, completely frivolous. Um, and frankly, I don't know where this flipper got his contract template from. Maybe it was a friend, maybe it was a coaching program, maybe it was some rando on the internet. Uh, but the point is, is that it was useless toilet paper and will continue to be so until he gets an actual enforceable contract. And so needless to say, this lawsuit got dismissed um, with a simple letter communication to his attorney saying, hey, here's here's the smoking gun that you clearly missed before filing the lawsuit. You better drop it real quick. And it did get dropped. Um, and the lady now still lives in her home. The next issue arises a lot because it's one where everybody swears up and down, it won't happen. And so they never plan for it. Partnership disputes. <laughs> and this particular situation is textbook. So the situation was, is there's two best friends, like since childhood, best man in each other's wedding, like best, best friends. And they started flipping together. Sound familiar? Um, one guy was the agent and the other and the agent guy was like sourcing the deals and the other guy was the contractor and he was doing the work on the properties and they created an LLC together and they were, you know, on a roll for a bit. It wasn't all bad. And then it started to get a little bit messy and that started happening around when they stopped invoicing each other um, or they didn't invoice the company that they were doing their work for their own LLC and started counting things as like sweat equity on the deal and that they would, you know, just get paid out later when the deal, you know, got flipped and sold. Well, that actually didn't happen because they started keeping some of these properties as rentals instead of flipping them out. And things got even more complicated when the one who said he was doing things with sweat equity, he wanted out. He wanted it out and he wanted his money and he wanted it yesterday. The problem was these properties were not yet refi ready. There was no tenants in them. And what made matters really worse was that contractor buddy who wanted out and needed the money. He needed the money like ASAP to be able to pay someone else off. And you know what? Drum roll. There was no operating agreement in place for the LLC. Now, even if you don't have an LLC, with your partner. That's to say, and I just mean just because it's simpler in terms of the um, legal entity in terms of formation in some ways, like a general partnership or a JV, like they can just be formed by your actions in some ways. There's not necessarily always a registration you have to form with the state. And so if that's you, I still want you to pay close attention because the lessons apply um, from this story, whether or not you've got a formal LLC or you're investing with someone in more of a general partnership or a joint venture JV type of situation. And because the lesson is, is that you need to get this stuff in writing, the good, the bad, the ugly, write it down. Even if you think it's never gonna happen, write it down and plan for it and then sign your names to the document 
and now get to business, all right? Because for these guys, that document would have been called an operating agreement because they had an LLC. But maybe for you, it's a joint venture agreement or just a partnership agreement, depending on how you've structured your investing business. And now what the situation is, is that these guys are going back and forth, back and forth between lawyers, which means, you know, cha-ching, expensive, um, about things like timelines and exit plans and releases, all while the clock uh, bills and the time's really adding up with the lawyers. And the, the reality is, is that they were, they're now paying lawyers to do things that they could have very easily just decided up front and wouldn't have been in this uh, messy breakup. That's not to say you can't avoid breakups. Breakups sometimes happen. It doesn't always have to be a bad thing. But when they get messy, it can be extraordinarily expensive if there's no writing in place to kind of guide how the separation is going to go. Think of it like a prenup. Whatever type of partnership agreement you have, think of it as a prenup. We're deciding now while we like each other how we want things to go as opposed to fighting about it down the line when things are already contentious because something has uh, gone wrong and we are now no longer on friendly terms with each other. And so one of the things that, you know, really drives me nuts. And you know, it, it's a commonality between the first situation and the second situation with the bad purchase agreement and now this partnership dispute was that there were LLCs in place in both and both ended up losing a lot of money. And it's really important for me to stress that just because you have an LLC does not mean you are lawsuit proof. Even if you've got an LLC with insurance does not mean you are immune from losing money in a lawsuit because in these two situations I just broke down, they wouldn't be covered by an LLC or an insurance. And so these investors are completely out of pocket for their legal mistakes. These LLCs that sometimes I find give investors a false sense of confidence, that they've got this LLC, they check that asset protection box, and they can just move on with their investing business because they are D-O-N-E done. They're done with the legal stuff. And so this brings me to the last legal horror story um, where it was a developer who was treating his LLC like that, just like a check mark. And so this developer was actually a pretty big name in the area. He was buying up like little old bungalows and wealthy areas and then tearing them down and putting like million dollar houses on the land. It's a nice business to be in, except for he like totally, completely, utterly over leveraged himself, meaning he was putting like loans on tops of loans on top of loans onto these properties to finance new acquisitions. And they didn't have the funds to clear the loans come closing time on the earlier properties. It was almost like a Ponzi scheme of real estate in some way. And the guy on paper looked totally legit. He owned, you know, millions of dollars of real estate. You could see a sign all over the place. He had a website, fancy signs in front of the properties and a reputation of making, you know, a nice product, which I'm sure he did at some point. But this guy just like flew way too close to the sun and he took a good thing and made it really bad. And so in addition to creating a mess for himself, for being unable to clear title and pay off these loads to sell his pending to these pending buyers who were like waiting in the wings, like they were ready to buy these houses. They were under contract, went through, um, you know, the underwriting process to get loans like they were ready to buy and he couldn't clear title to sell it to them. Um, but he also, in addition to making that mess, made a mess of the LLC that he was using in this business. And um because he didn't follow these LLC conventions, these you know corporate formalities to maintain the asset protection, um, he ended up in a really bad situation that ended up being kind of a good thing for my clients because we were suing him. Uh, my clients were like now homeless. And when we realized that we could go after his you know personal assets because they were thankfully not tied up into this like tangled web of a mess of title, it also let us like rebut 
the fact that he's like, oh, I'm insolvent. Like all the properties are underwater. We have got nothing to give you. Just walk away. Just walk away. The best thing for everybody is that we walk away. But what happened was that when I filed the discovery process of the lawsuit, meaning like the, the time where the attorneys can subpoena and get information from the other side, is that he was essentially treating his LLC like a slush fund. He didn't maintain any sort of corporate formality. And it was like the LLC didn't exist at all. And look, LLCs may be easy to make. In fact, I teach investors how to do it on their own in step-by-step videos and templates inside of Landlord Law School. But it's not enough to have one. You've got to act like one too. It is your real estate investing business, so treat it like a business. And that's really why inside of Landlord Law School, I go beyond that. I I teach you how to form the LLC, but also the step-by-step guidance on how to manage it properly. And, you know, of course, the time to go alongside of it, because without that, you end up in this situation like this developer was in, where the corporate veil gets pierced and all of your personal assets are now up for grabs. And as I mentioned at the outset, look, if you've made some or all of these mistakes, uh, or even if you've thought about them, look, it's okay. You're not a bad person. You're not a failure at real estate investing. And you can take the steps now. It's a, There's a lot of really easy and actionable steps right at your fingertips that you can take to begin getting your legal house in order. One of those things is continuing your growth and legal education. And so that is it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed hearing these horror stories. You know a little bit more about what you need to be doing in order to make them not happen. But also, and perhaps most importantly, if you've got this false sense of confidence because you've got an LLC in place, you now know that, hey, that's sort of cover me on the back end so long as I use it properly, but it's not enough to kind of protect me from all of these types of lawsuits that can arise um, where it doesn't really matter if I've got an an LLC. That's not going to protect me in these situations from legal fees or even, you know, a a lawsuit where I could pay out damages. And so next week on deck, I'm excited. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite business books and how to implement it into your real estate investing business. So If you've got partners, a team, or thinking about having them down the line, you're not going to want to miss this episode. Until then, I'll see you over in the Good Bones Facebook group. Bye for now. If you want to continue the conversation, jump on over to the free Good Bones Real Estate Investing Facebook group. That's it for this episode of the Good Bones Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'll see you here next week, same time, same place. Until then, go out and build the real estate empire of your dreams. Thank you for listening to the Good Bones Real Estate Investing Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast player to make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes. Now this lawyer's got to drop the fine print real quick. This podcast is educational and not intended to be legal tax or investing advice for you. Please speak with a local professional for specific advice unique to you and your situation. That's it for this episode. Bye for now.